Welcome to the RPGBot.News. I'm Randall James, and with me is Tyler Kamstra. Hi, everybody. And Ash Eli. What ho, adventurers. And tonight we have special guests with us, Grant Anderson. Hey there, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. And Eric McIntyre. Hello, thank you for having me as well. Awesome. We're also glad you're here. We're glad both of you are here. It's good <laughs> to see you. <laughs> so, Tyler, what is happening? Well, we brought Eric and Grant on from Mirrorscape to talk about the Arcana Virtual Tabletop. If you haven't seen it online or at conventions, Arcana is very, very cool. It's an augmented reality, virtual reality, virtual tabletop. So all of the things you might expect from Roll20, Shard, Foundry, any of those, it's very similar to that, but with a uh, AR VR spin so you can, you know, wander around with your cool device and look at a table and build out your map there. So we brought them on to tell us a little bit more about Arcana, about what they're working on, the history of the project, and just everything cool about it. Eric McIntyre is the brand manager for Mirrorscape. That means he does their socials. I believe he managed the Discord as well. Yeah, the Discord and, and uh, conferences and conventions and chat with fine people like yourself. I remember uh, Randall and I got a chance to high-five you in person at GameholeCon last year. We got to wave tablets around. It was great. Yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and Grant Anderson is the CEO of Mirrorscape. Um, he's got seven plus years working in AR VR content, including for Marvel Studios on I'm immediately forgetting the name of the project. It was like Marvel Cleanup Crew or something along those lines. No, it's uh, Avengers Damage Control. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is like, the worst spin on that name. Yeah. It, boy, the, the worst synonym I could come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers Damage Control. That's much better. <laughs> yeah, I think that is definitely better than Cleanup Crew. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you can tell, this is a very professional podcast, and I absolutely know what I'm doing. Is that the uh, DC version of the Avengers? <laughs> I was gonna say the I was gonna say the spinoff that deals with the Avengers janitorial crew. Now that I would watch. I would watch Sorry. that. If there's any DC fanboys, I apologize. <laughs> he doesn't mean it. It's fine though. All right. So Eric and Grant, uh, tell us a little bit about Nearscape and Arcana and the history of the the company and the project. Yeah. Um this is something that I've been wanting to create for a very long time. So I, uh, as you had mentioned, have been working in um, augmented virtual reality, I think probably almost nine years now at this point. So several different outfits, as you mentioned, like big location-based projects for Marvel and also for DreamWorks and Dreamscape Immersive um, and things like that, you know, where you go and you put on the computer backpack and you're full immersive virtual reality, which is pretty cool. But all the while I was doing that, I had in the back of my mind that, you know, this technology, particularly augmented reality, is perfect for tabletop gameplay. It's like a perfect marriage. You know, this is before COVID, too. And I was looking around at like, you know, I mean, I've been playing this game since I was seven years old, like Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, tabletop games in general. And I was growing up in Illinois, like had nobody to play with. It's hard to find people to play with. It just gets harder as you get older, right? Trying to get together when people are, you know, married, going off to school, having kids, jobs, all that stuff. So I'm like, there's looking around, there's got to be a better way to play. And when I saw this technology, I'm like, this is the way to do it. And I looked around and, you know, there's things like um, Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds and things like that. But it literally left me feeling flat, like kind of like 
you know, when we're on these like Zoom calls and stuff, right? Kind of felt like work and it didn't feel like an authentic experience. So I really was trying to figure out a way to create a more authentic way of playing these games. Um, whether you're around the table together um, or around the world, as we say, like this is, you know, not a lot of people probably play with, you know, web-based tools around the tabletop, but ours kind of encourages that because you still have the best of role-playing, right? Where you're seeing your friends and all of that, and you're using your tablet or your phone as the visualization device onto your tabletop, right? So you can create these massive builds and these maps and have it in your pocket at any time. You can pick up last weekend's game, you know, at lunch or something and just drop it on your table. And we're part of that authenticity is working with, you know, really great providers of, of, terrain and miniatures right the ones that you actually use in real life like we're working with dwarven forge and fat dragon games and reaper minis making digital twins of all these things so that it's completely realistic so that was really the goal is to create this authentic tool that mimics how you play and how things look in real life but give you the convenience of being digital I'll ask you, describe for folks a little bit more what you're describing. So I think folks pretty obviously have the idea of I can use AR and I can remotely visualize what's in front of me on the virtual table and that, you know, my friends can be in another state or another country and we can do that together. Could you say a little bit more about the experience that we're gathered around a table, but we're still leveraging the technology to create that rich 3D environment? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So that was one of the big goals of this. It's like, you don't want to take out like one of the best things of role playing, right? Which is role playing with your friends and actually seeing them across the table and being goofy and getting together. So it allows this technology allows you to have your iPads or iPhones or Android devices around the table and it synchronizes so that everybody sees the map or the, you know, the game from their own angle. So it's as if it's actually there as a hologram, right? And currently we're seeing it through our tablets or phones, right? Because that's what the technology allows. But it's quite easy. It's very, you know, you spend a lot of time role playing with your friends and talking about, you know, your turns and, and all of that. And then when you go into like a combat situation or whatever, just like you lean in for real life, you pick up your iPad and you, you know, we use stands a lot, but you lean in um, and you can move your minis about and, and you know, see all of the action. So very much like you do in real life when you're playing the game. But it, yeah, you can you can still be around the table and all play together. I should note that. You know, one of the goals for this and the reason that I started it four years ago, over four years ago now at this point, is I knew that the coming wave of technology with augmented reality glasses was was getting close. And so I wanted to be there day one when that technology started coming out. And so, in fact, you know, Apple's going to be releasing their XR headset this June, most likely, which is going to kind of really accelerate everything in the augmented reality space. We're also working with Qualcomm right now and their spaces program to be on the Lenovo uh, smart glasses. Um, so all of these really cool, you know, AR technologies are coming out. And you can imagine now you don't need your phone or your or your tablet. Right. And you've got these glasses on and it's literally like a hologram. It's all in 3D. It's projected and synced to the tabletop. You're looking around, you're playing with your friends and you're also seeing all this stuff on the table which on, with our product looks exactly like real things, right? The digital twins, the Dwarven Forge, all this stuff, the Reaper Minis look like one-to-one correspondence. And in fact, a lot of people actually extend their physical sets with the virtual sets because you can't. Yeah, and uh, another thing I want to mention as well, because you, uh, you know, you're asking about what it's like to play in person with your friends. But if we're being honest, there's always that one guy that can't make it, right? He's, uh, you know, he's far away. He's going to be stuck in traffic, this thing or that thing. The beauty of Arcana is even if you've got, you know, 
four out of five people around the table, that one person that can't make it can still, from wherever he is, get out his phone, get out his iPad, sit at his computer soon, and feel like he's right there. He'll see the map in 3D, just like all the players around the table are seeing it in 3D. And when he moves his his mini, that mini is going to move across the table of all the players. That's so you cool. Know, so everyone, everyone's going to be able to loop in. If half the people can make it and half can't, you're still having a good time. You know, they're missing out on all the chips and dip, but... Uh, you know, it, it's still not going to cancel game night. One person can't ruin the evening anymore because, uh, even if they're out of town for an extended vacation, they can still beam in once a week and, uh, you know, just keep the, keep the game going. And I, I think that's a really cool and exciting aspect. And I've personally done it that way a few times. So it, it, it does work very well. And it's, it's a lot more fun than, um, you know, for me personally sitting at a computer. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it really gives you that flexibility because, you know, again, you can all play together. You can all play remotely. God forbid we get another COVID situation or something like that. Or that one guy who's, you know, missing out can actually come in. So it's, it's very flexible in the way you can play. And that's one of the things that we really wanted to do. We, but we for sure did not want to remove the in, in-game play aspect, which is why I think augmented reality is such a great technology. Virtual reality is cool. Um, and we're looking to be in that as well eventually. But you know, it's very isolating. And so augmented reality, you still get to see your friends, you still get to see the real world, your table, all of that kind of stuff. So really is kind of the technology we think makes the best fit for tabletop gaming. I I will say, I I really love the idea of this. And this is a conversation I think we've had on this podcast that hybrid play is honestly the worst of both worlds, right? (laughs) That environment where like, hey, we're going to lay out a physical board, we're going to play with actual miniatures. But there's one person who's remote where like, I've got a laptop set up and the laptop is kind of tilted down to where the camera can see the board, but then nobody can tell whether they're talking or not because the laptop speakers suck. We can't actually hear them. Uh, and then they're constantly saying, it's like, wait, who moved there? What's happening? Which mini is that? Oh, what just came out? It, it ruins the immersiveness of the experience. So what you're describing, you know, being able to, uh, and, and having played with it a bit myself, right? Like what, being able to, we're focused on the board, but my view of the board is coming through a device. And my perspective is my perspective. And if I was sitting on the other side of the table with my device, I would literally have the other perspective. It's as if the miniatures are actually sitting there in augmented reality. But as you say, knowing that my friend is sitting at their kitchen table at their house, having the same experience, that's really powerful. uh, And we don't really get that from any other technology. The other worst example is like, you know, I love Roll20, but... Let's have four people sitting at my tiny kitchen table, each with their honking gaming laptop sitting out, everybody <laughs> staring at Roll20, uh, and then talking about the lag of like the things move, moving around. That's a terrible experience, too. So what you're describing is really enticing for creating that environment where, sure, a couple people can get together, but everybody gets to have the same experience no matter where they are. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to kind of rewind a little bit uh, and kind of go over how the project works is, is you'll have actual terrain pieces and uh, we'll have map packs so you can just press a button and an entire uh, pre-made map will, will spawn out on your table. Or you can spend some time and make your custom dungeon however you want using the pieces that you, uh, you own. And then um, it, it really does look and feel like a tabletop experience. I just kind of wanted to, for anyone that hasn't seen a preview video or anything of it, to, to give them an idea of what it looks like and what that feels like. Yeah. And then one of the cool things that we want to do is, and we actually did do in the very beginning, was when that person 
or persons can't make game night is to have their avatar around the table, right? So you can imagine that they're actually there around the table where they are around their own table, and you will be able to look up and see them as their cosplay avatar. So they could be dressed up as, you know, an elf or a, you know, whatever. And so there's all kinds of fun things that we can do there. And, you know, we had a, a, a early version of that working um, instead of just having like video up, you know, in the corners, like most uh, platforms do actually having that person being present, but in a very fun way. So we had that working early and then, you know, the technology isn't quite there, but with the new technology coming out, these headsets, uh, all of that is going to be possible. So, you know, we definitely want to roll that back into this whole experience. So you actually have that sense of presence with that person who's not there, right? And they're, all of their facial expressions and all of that stuff is mapped. Body movements, arms and leg movements are all mapped to their avatar. So they're literally like they're present there with you around the table, even if they're not. That is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as uh, the maps and stuff go, are you guys planning on finding a way to integrate pre-published adventures or is that too much of a headache and you're just going to let it be customizable? No, we are definitely. Yeah. So we're talking with publishers, um, all the people that you might imagine to bring, you know, top tier content to the platform. So we definitely want to do that. But we also want to allow people to bring their own games and their own homebrew campaigns and all of their maps and also, you know, share all of those with our users. So there's going to be tons of user created maps, both for official adventures, for their own homebrew campaigns, battle maps, generic things. You know, Eric is our master builder and uh you know he can probably talk a little bit more about this but like lots of people out there especially in our community are building amazing things and a lot of people just love to build like you know it's very therapeutic and relaxing we hear and um from our from our community and it's crazy some of the things you know this is one of the things that when i was we were creating this and i started out on this i was like you know, very early on going, you know, when we get this out, like, it's going to be amazing to see what people actually create with this, right? And I knew it was going to be nuts and, like, things I wouldn't imagine. But it even, you know, it blows me away even now, like, looking at some of the things that the, the community is doing. It's really incredible. Yeah, Eric, before we actually started recording, you were sharing an anecdote about a particular map that somebody had built. Can you talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, sure. It was a, um, a scale model of a very, uh, very popular uh, city in a very popular tabletop RPG. And, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it might be the biggest not, map not that, that one, we've guys, seen. The other one. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Totally. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, if you go to our YouTube page, you can see exactly what it is. I'm just, I know that I'm going to say, uh, Fendelver when I mean Fendelin and Fendelin when I mean Fendelver, because I've done that 20 times so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, it's a it's a it's a scale version, and it looks fantastic. I believe it's one of the biggest maps that we've had created. And it, you know, th this guy went through the trouble. It's it's King Sax. He's from Australia, and he went through the trouble. He actually furnished every single building inside all of the buildings inside this village. And um, we haven't mentioned this yet, but there is a life scale feature. So if you go in augmented reality, you can actually select any mini on the map and get their point of view. And if you're in augmented reality, when you're looking through their point of view, you can actually walk through 
all of these maps and see all the buildings. Look up at the fire giant. You can look over and see a dragon in the distance. And we're talking about in real life. So you're walking around. I was on the beach just walking around with my iPad over my face and just like, you know, going into all these different buildings that I played in, but never, you know, that, that you've seen in a 2D drawing, but I'm now walking through them in augmented reality. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's a fantastic experience. And building on that, even in our 3D version, because there is a 3D version that's not augmented reality. If you're laying in bed or if you're traveling or something and you just want to, you know, we have a virtual table, literally a virtual tabletop with these maps on top of it. And we have a, uh, a feature that is life scale in that view too, but it's just a 3D version. So you can actually see through the point of view of your mini and you can go around and, and, and see what these villages look like from life scale, which is very cool. Yeah, it's one of those game-changing features that where... absolutely amazing. That, you know, when one of those game-changing features where we were at GaryCon just recently and this little kid zips up to the table... And I'm talking with somebody and, you know, I see him start to whip out all of these like village terrain tiles. And I have this conversation for about five minutes and I turn around and he's created a whole village already. Like never seen the product, just comes up there, built up the village. And then he finds life scale and starts taking off down the hallway, bumping into people with, you know, ready to, like, ready oh, no. to grab them. And his mom goes racing after him to grab him by the hoodie. <laughs> You know, because he's going to just, he's barreling over people. I'm like, wow, that's magic. I mean, he couldn't get enough of it. So just seeing how people light up with this feature and like being able to walk through your creations is, is a game changer. That is super cool. This is uh, Ben's uh, oh, dungeon. Wow. I know showing things on a podcast is really good entertainment, <laughs> but this oh, is no, a, yeah. yeah, this is a little village that he made. It, it, he was eight years old and he made me promise that I would send this uh, to him. So That's that was cool. very, very cool. And yeah, he just that picked it up cool. and he figured it out. Our beta testers, um, you know, literally range from six to, to, to 600 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure you test those elf demographics, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so the only thing they can do is build maps and say, I'm old. <laughs> so, so tell me how that works out when you're like, I'm a player, my DM has built out a dungeon, we're delving this dungeon, and I go into first-person mode, life-scale view, I think you called it. Um, can I just walk through the walls to see what's on the other side? Yeah, you can. Um, you can absolutely, like, we're, so we're, this is very early stages in what we want to do with this, ah. right? Um, <laughs> so you can literally walk through walls, you can do uh, all kinds of things that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Uh, unless of course you have some very magical abilities, which you might. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things where we want to flesh this out and you, you know, when you're walking down, it actually moves your mini. Right. And this also ties into the things that we want to do because we are in 3d and, you know, all of this stuff isn't actually in a 3d environment to, you know, we, using LifeScale right now, people zoom into that. We ran a bunch of death house matches, um, for adventures league at, um, Gary Con. And, you know, just watching how they used it, like, and how I've used it is, you know, that you get into a new room and the DM describes the room and they all zoomed into life scale. And you, as the DM's describing the room, they're looking around, right? And you can do that in, like Eric was saying, in, you know, 3D mode or virtual mode where you're not in AR or in AR where you're actually walking through it literally. But 
we can extend that in the future to actually move your minis and obviously respect walls and boundaries and things like that. Um, but also use this 3D environment that we have that we've created, right, for how far can I see, right? Already you're looking at your point of view. Can I see this? What can I see? Well, you know exactly what you can see. But now also with darkness, you know, we can say, okay, well, you have 30 feet. You can see 30 feet with a light source. You can see 120-foot dark vision. We can actually do those calculations and show you exactly what each player sees in your own environment. So this brings up an interesting thing that we're discussing, right? Like when you can do that and we can actually present that, whether in AR glasses or on your phone or tablet to each individual player, do you do that? Because how you normally play in real life, right? The DM is like, oh yeah, well, my character can see 120 feet. What do I see? Okay, well, you see this. Everybody hears it. Everybody knows what the character sees. Where in real life, mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't. And now we can actually let the character decide whether they're going to share that information. Maybe they're evil and chaotic evil and they want to screw over their party. You know, we can do some interesting things now that we're using this technology. So all this stuff kind of plays into all these new ways of using it. And we're, we're playing with it to figure out, you know, not only moving your minis in life scale, but vision limits and what you want to show with your, with your party and other adventures and things like that. Just for the record, I have to say that when we give Tyler anything nice, the very first thing he does is figure out how to break it. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I have been told, <laughs> I'm a software developer by trade, uh, I have been told by many people that I write very, very thorough bug reports. <laughs> Nerd. Which, you know, <laughs> high praise in my field. <laughs> well, we've got, we've got something for you, bud. <laughs> yeah. Freelance. All right. So we're <laughs> not at the moment, not on this. <laughs> we're a bit over a year out from the Kickstarter. What does the future look like? Yeah. So the future looks, I can't believe also that it's been a year <laughs> since our Kickstarter. I mean, in a way, it seems incredibly short. And in another, I cannot believe all the things that we've done in this year. It's just insane, like ramping up our entire team, you know, getting to beta, having, you know, all these thousands of people on our platform testing us out. It's really been an amazing year. But now we are uh, very much concentrated on launch, which is going to be coming up in the next few weeks. Um, so very excited about that. There's lots of features that we want to add. Um, we have a whole roadmap. I mean, there's the, the, you know, the things that we are continuing to flush out from the Kickstarter of several of the stretch goals that we still need to hit, like spell effects and environment effects, cool things like that, weather effects. Um, so we'll be adding that stuff in. And then probably the most requested feature will be a PC version as well. So, you know, a lot of people, I think it's interesting because in a way, we're also educating a new market right? Like not a lot of these types of things are on phones and tablets. I actually love it. I think people will get much more accustomed to it because as you say, it's not a big honking game laptop or something like that on your table, especially when you're trying to play with each other. It's a much more convenient form factor. It's always with you. You can pick up whenever you like. Lots of great things about it, right? But I think it's interesting because everybody's like, oh, I only play physical games, right? Like I don't play digital. And then COVID, now everybody's playing digital, but only on PC, not phones and tablets. So now we have to educate this next audience and also on the AR glasses. And, you know, it's this constant educational experience. So there's all of that stuff. And then there's, you know, the longer term roadmap, uh, which we can't talk too much about, but like lots of really cool features that will 
definitely differentiate ourselves even further from existing VTTs, right? And making our, our goal has always been to be drop dead simple to use, right? To be like the Apple of VTTs. You know, you can use it just like that kid did that I was talking about without ever seeing an instruction manual or knowing anything about it, right? Use it the gestures you already know. Keeping it all very easy to use and allow people to really bring their creativity to it. So it's all about, you know, once we have the basics down, really evolving the user creation tools, allowing people to bring their homebrew campaigns, allow people to paint their own minis in the app, right? Um, Which is a huge part of the hobby and provide those to other people, just like the maps that they're creating. So all of these things that we can bring in um, and, and really provide an extra special experience. So rather important question. What is the pricing structure of this going to be? Have you guys, have you all decided yet? Yeah, so we are currently, um, well, the app is free. So you'll be able to download it for free. Um, so all of your players can play for with it for free. We will be uh, charging for individual pieces, right? Nominal amounts, like 99 cents, buck 99. Um, once you buy a piece, you can use it as much as you want, obviously. We'll also have what we're calling top off, which this is something that I actually liked from drive through RPG and websites like that, where, you know, like maybe it was a bunch of token packs that you would buy for other VTTs or something. Right. And you would buy one of the packs two of the packs, and then they have a bundle on sale and like, eh, I already, I already bought two of them. Well, it's subtracted what you already bought and you just had to pay for the rest. So I always liked that. And I wanted to bring that to, to this medium and to this hobby, right? Because you shouldn't have to pay for anything you've already owned. So anything in a bundle, anything in a map, any of those pieces that you already own will be credited and you'll just have to purchase the pieces that you don't own. Um, and we also wanted to do kind of what Apple did for the album, right? Where they busted up the album. You could just buy the song you want, right? We all go into the hobby stores and, you know, there's these packs of minis and they're $80 for like eight pieces of plastic or 10 pieces of plastic. And you just want the elephant there. Um, this allows you to go in and buy just the piece that you want. But anything that um, the DM or, you know, the host uh, GM purchases, they will be able to share for free with any of the players that are uh, using the app. That's great. Yeah. And I'll just uh, also wanted to mention that there will be uh, free starter packs too. So uh, when you do download the app, you'll get a full uh, dungeon set from Fat Dragon. You'll get a whole cavern set from um, from Dwarven Forge, and you'll be able to start building with that. I, I, I have an example where I show a free map next to a fully fleshed out map, and you can see that you would enjoy both, but one of them is just a little bit more, you know, detailed. You feel like you're a little bit more in it. So uh, we we do have that option to to play completely for free. And uh, yeah, the most important thing, as Grant was mentioning, is if one person owns something. As long as the party's connected, everyone gets to play with those pieces, including minis. So not everyone has to buy their own mini. Maybe the DM is, is, is you know, everyone's pooling funds so that the DM can buy a really big set. And then once he has that, he can share it with everyone while they play. In that way, it's a lot like buying physical components to actually build a map to play with. Uh, you know, I, I think they're beautiful. I think everybody recognizes that they can be a bit expensive. Um, I feel, it feels like what's nice here is the idea that you know, I can buy a particular tile shape and then I can reuse that tile shape over and over again. So I don't actually have to have a hundred instances in order to have a long haul. I can just buy, you know, what would it wind up being? Maybe 12 to 16 components and I can actually frame out an entire room with doors and everything else. 
Yeah, there's a lot of unique things that we want to do too with pricing structures going forward. We want this to be very affordable for everybody, right? Obviously, we're a business and we need to keep the lights on and keep developing, you know, all this amazing stuff. There's some unique ways I think that we can uh, make it affordable for everybody as well uh, going forward. So, you know, the individual pieces are very low. And yeah, it's like you're saying, it's very much like the physical pieces. Like I said, they're, they're digital twins, right? So they look exactly like the pieces, but you don't need to buy sets with 40 floors, right? You need to buy one floor piece and then you can, or maybe two for variety, right? And then build out this whole section of, of floors, you know, floor. Yeah, it it's, should be quite affordable for everyone. All right, so I, I'm now going to ask the scary question. So we're, like we said, we're a year out from the Kickstarter. Uh, I think you have a special date coming fairly soon. Uh, when when will we have public release? So, yeah. The- I'm going to let Grant be responsible for this answer. To be clear, you can answer in... You can answer in years or in halves or in quarters or in months. <laughs> yeah. So we are coming out very, very soon. So literally within several weeks time, let's say. So uh, we're going to be out in June. We we're hoping to be out at the end of May, but there's a, a few extra items that we need to finish up and get all the development done and make sure this is a nice, stable product for everybody. Um, but what we're going to be doing is extending our beta, basically opening up the beta, right? So right now it's like a closed beta. It was for all of our Kickstarters, uh, backers, um, and their friends that we allowed in, um, as part of a promotion. So now we're going to open that up and, um, it will be available on all the app stores. So I, uh, you know, Apple's app store, Google play store. And in fact, as of this week, both of those are up already for pre-order. So you can go there right now and search for uh, Mirrorscape Arcana and you will be able to tap that pre-order button and as soon as it's available automatically download your phone so that's exciting because we're up there and then yeah we're going to open that up so that will be coming out like i said probably right around mid-june and then everybody will get that pushed to their phone and be able to join in on the fun and and so just to be clear if i wanted to go pre-order right now would pre-ordering it right now then get me access to the open beta yeah so the pre-order will actually be the open beta. So it's technically, you know, it's like a it's we're launching it worldwide, right? But it's, you know, it's basically some of the features are still in beta. So we're, you know, bringing everybody. Basically, we've had like four to six thousand people from all of the Kickstarter uh, backers and from their friends and family that we allowed them to bring in. Um, and now we want to open it wider to basically the world. So. Um, it will be launched. It's just not every feature will be available right at launch, which is why we're calling it our open beta. Um, so those features, again, will be developed you know, over the ensuing uh, weeks and months. Most everything will be in there for the base product. But like I said, we've got a long dev schedule and lots of uh, cool stretch goals that we're still implementing. But we want to get it out there to, you know, part of the problem is when you're on the app stores, you are beholden to their policies. And so... If you have this closed beta, we have to add people's emails in, and it's like this really difficult thing to, especially when people want to play with each other. But by opening up that beta, getting it on the App Store, people can just go go to the App Store, download it, boom, you're in. So it'll be a huge relief for me to get that out there because you know it's just be so much easier to get people onto the platform and start playing together. Okay, that's awesome. And then to make it clear for folks, uh, due to the magic of podcasting, if it is May or June of 2023, you can go do that pre-order right now get into the open beta and play it. But here's the deal. If it's after July of 2023, 
it's out there. The product is there. We're through the beta. You can actually just go get into the product. Uh, so yeah, click a link, go do it. Absolutely. Grant, Eric, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you guys. Pleasure being here. Really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'm glad we were waiting for each other to, to say thank you. And then we both said it at the same time. I know you're going to clean it up in editing there, but we, we, we both did give it a good five seconds waiting for the other one to kick it off. And then we said it at the exact same time. But um, yeah, thank you guys. This has been super fun. Uh, just for the record, you guys got some alpha there that we haven't really announced anywhere else. Um, so a few of the things that Grant just said are have been said here first. Um Ooh. Some of those things uh, I'm hearing for the first time. Thank you, Grant. Uh, we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, this has been super fun. And um, if you guys do, uh, th this team right here, if you guys want to reach out to me directly afterwards, I'll get you all set up. We can run through it together if you'd like. I'll show you some of the, some of the features that way. Maybe you can make a video and uh, go from there. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Grant, you want to go ahead and say goodbye now? Yeah, goodbye, guys. Thanks. Really appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> looking forward to everybody joining us uh, on Arcana. Uh, absolutely. And then just for folks at home, so where can folks go to find information about Arcana? Yeah, so they can go to mirrorscape.com. Um, so all of that will be on there as well as uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, and we send out uh, at least once a month information on the product and how the development is going and release dates and all that kind of good stuff. So that's the best place to stay informed. And then again, go to um, Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Um, it's up for pre-order right now. And you can tap that button. And as soon as it's out, you'll get a notification. It will automatically push to your phone. Uh, perfect. And for folks at home, there's a link in the show notes. So yeah, go click it right now. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify or your favorite podcast app. It's a quick, free way to support the podcast and helps us to reach new listeners. You'll find links in the show notes. You'll find affiliate links or source books and other materials linked in the show notes, as well as on rbgbot.net. Following these links helps us to make this show happen every week. Yeah, I, I was I was watching that laughing. It's like they're playing Goodbye Chicken. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> 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 my, 